SAFM 104-107 Nationwide Let's talk wellness now for our next guest talking about making the decision to not have children and getting a vasectomy and how this was the most liberating decision. So our topic in our wellness is the decision to not have children, but more focus on men and that decision. When he shared his experience, he was met with a number of questions regarding his personal journey and the procedure. His post received over 500 comments and 5,200 retweets, according to IOL, on the flip side, though, there were still some social media users who questioned the permanence of his decision. So let's hear his story. He's an attorney and a photographer, Petelo Fagute, joining us now. Petelo, good morning, and uh, how are you on this Wednesday? Good morning. I'm well, thanks, and you? I'm good. Thank you so much for, for joining us on this topic. So obviously there are, you know, stereotypes and there are beliefs around whether one should or should not have children. You made your decision not to have children. Are you open to share with us uh, what, what, what uh, you know, got you to making that decision? Is that a personal one for you? Yes, no, I am open to sharing because it really isn't a decision that came in the sense of waking up one day and deciding that I don't want to have children it was more informed by the fact that throughout my life, I never felt the desire and I just never factored the idea of, you know, a family of 2.5 kids as being my lifestyle. So what the world came to know is the stage where I made sure of that. But I have always been consistent with the fact that children are just not a thing that I desired. And I just needed to then make sure that I would not have children. And of course, we speak of societal expectations there and the beliefs around that. So what was the response from your family and your partner, if you had one at the time? So the partner question is easy because I don't have one. And I've highlighted this fact throughout this whole process as well to highlight just the idea that this was entirely my decision, which I think is important to maintain throughout the conversation because it was just me making a decision that is good for what I believe is the life I want to lead and the fact that it's not influenced by anyone else mm. in my life. So being single, that was easy and it was not informed by anyone else. And in terms of family, yes, we do deal with the societal expectation, especially in um, black families, because mm. I think that's a large part of why the story went viral to begin with is that I was posting about this publicly as a black man at the age of 29 deciding not to have children, also being unmarried. And that is considered still quite taboo because this conversation is not one that is happening among black men from what I've experienced through all of this. So there was that level of disappointment and just the idea that children are just a natural part of being alive was really what I got as a response on the family side of things. But then I explained that children are a much more complicated consideration than that, and that's not how trivial of a thing I want to be in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a whole life that you're bringing into the world. It's not as simple as just thinking that you're playing your biological function and that's it. <laughs> There's so much yeah. more to consider than that. Absolutely. And you speak of the age, 29. Some would say this is a young age. What is the response uh, from you who's experienced this and who's made the decision? For those who say, why not just leave things to nature? 
and not have a vasectomy because you are young. Even doctors might even say, uh, you know, you don't have any health conditions or underlying conditions. Uh, let's rather not uh, perform this uh, procedure and wait. Your response to that? I did get a lot of criticism around my age, and I included my age for a reason when I initially posted about this because I do not understand why 29 is considered too young to decide not to have children when throughout all this time we've happily celebrated people much younger having children. You know, taking on the responsibility you're somehow able to do at the age of 25, 21, and sometimes even younger with teenage pregnancies, but deciding not to have children at 29 is somehow the taboo. And I did not understand that because I consider myself more than old enough at this point, and I wanted this all the way through. I could have done this at 18 if I had an option available to me at the time. And I don't know why the age thing is considered such a an intense part of the conversation because at what point then am I old enough? Because nobody could give me a number as to when you're considered old enough to decide not to have children. Yeah. Especially considering the vasectomy where there is no resistance from doctors. The, the incredible thing about this option for men is that urologists will not turn you back unless there is any sort of red flag that they can see. I've spoken to urologists who perform this on people as young as 19. So this option exists for men. It does not come with any of the levels of resistance which women face when it comes to contraception that is more permanent on this level. So why not do it when you know that It'll be allowed if you choose it. All that matters is that you are of sane and sound mind and you've decided that you don't want to have children. And that's all that was required of me, just that I understood the procedure and what would follow. I was not questioned about my age or my partner or what some prospective future spouse might want. It was just the fact that I wanted it and it was granted. So, I mean, another reason why we judge those who don't want children or, or men who don't want children, we mentioned age now, we just touched on that, but also the issue of legacy. And you did touch earlier that we in a black community have our beliefs around, uh, you know, certain issues. And that is one of the issues that we have a belief around that to say, but your name needs to continue. And who's going to take care of you one day when you are sick? And if you don't have children, who's going to provide for you? Let's, uh, let's tackle that one. That came up a lot, um, especially initially right in the beginning when my tweet was going viral. I had the question of who's going to take care of you when you're older, who's going to provide, and I considered that to be a very selfish way of posing the need for children because I'm not birthing people just to be my caregivers when I'm old. These jobs exist for a reason. If I must be in a care home at a certain point, then that's where I'll be. But to think that I am, you know, creating lives just for them to take care of me when I'm older is just placing that burden on people who did not even choose to exist. And I find that weirdly selfish for framing the conversation. Mm. And when it comes to legacy and holding on to names, I don't know why we have this obsession in the black community especially, but it does exist. And some people responded with comfort at hearing that I have siblings who at least have children and the name will continue. I, I don't know. I still haven't cracked that one specifically, um, why we are so tied to perpetuating our surnames and our names through our children, because also I just, 
I know that at some point I will die and that will definitely not matter to me because I'll just be moving on to the next stage. Uh, so that's a part of our psyche that mm. I don't understand, but I don't subscribe to because ultimately creating a life just for such a weird societal decision does not make sense to me. Children should be had because they are wanted and they will be loved and cared for. And that is far more important to me as an idea than just the, knowing that 200 years from now, people will still remember Fagute as a surname. Yeah. And as you say, I mean, part of that uh, belief system is around the that you are selfish as a man if you don't want to do that. But we, ne- we never consider the other side as well where, and I mean, it's not in all cases, but the decision is made because there are health implications. A, a man may decide to not have children because the wife has some health and, and complications. Maybe they've even had a child and the birthing process was so traumatic. Uh, things like high-risk births that can come up and people decide not to have children or not to have a second child. So we never think of that. Yes, and that was a weird part of the conversation where it just seemed as though whenever it comes to the medical risks attached to childbirth, still people would prefer to have the burden remain with women when it comes to prevention, when there are many reasons the man could be taking on the responsibility to ease that strain off of the woman's body. Because a thing that has come up time and again in this conversation is just family planning to begin with, where even before medical considerations, you could just say, we've had our two children, we've had our three children, we're done now, so why keep the woman you know, on birth control, hormonal birth control that is dangerous or just any procedure that is far more invasive than a vasectomy for the man, or when you are responding to medical issues where it's just so much simpler for the man to undergo this procedure and, you know, have it be done. Know that you stand no more risk. Know that you won't be dealing with difficult uh, birthing situations. And Mm. it came up when this got so big that at a point <laughs> there was a radio station giving out free vasectomies to a number of chosen families. And one of the families that won was the situation where the wife in the coupling had very difficult um, births with her two children and they just no longer wanted that risk. And the only way to ensure that was for the man to have the vasectomy because why, you know, put her through a tubal ligation, which is far more invasive and painful when a vasectomy is quick, healing is quick, and then it's done. And on top of all of that, I don't think that it's a selfish decision when it's someone in my situation who has just known all along that they did not want to have children because I'm doing the thing that is causing less uh, harm or less chance of harm when deciding not to bring life into the world. I think it would be far more selfish if I just decided to go around and impregnate 10 people just because I don't care. Because in that situation, I'm still doing it for my pleasure, but I'm also potentially ruining 20 lives by doing that. Whereas here, I've hurt no one. No one else is involved in this except me. It is selfish in that framing, but it's the far less harmful, you know, alternative compared to what else might happen if I'm not present as a father. Mm, And additionally to doing it for your pleasure, doing it for the... Uh, pleasing of family is also going to be a selfish move because you're doing something for someone else that you're not necessarily ready or equipped for. So it is actually anything but uh, selfish to go for a vasectomy. And thank you very much for enlightening us and, and showing us that. 
Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having this conversation with me. Because, you know, when you mentioned that as well, the, the aspect of it not being entirely selfish, we know we have a problem in the country with fathers who are not present. And Absolutely. this should be the conversation that's happening where men are doing more of their part in ensuring that, sure, you want to have fun, you want to be able to have sex and all that, and that's all right. But then do it in a way which allows you control over your reproductive health and also just does not you know, lead to a contribution more and more to fatherless homes. That should be the framing of this as opposed to reacting to it with shock and mm. horror that a young black man has decided not to, you know, make another life that won't be fully appreciated. Yeah, we've got a, a voice note. I don't know if it's a question from a listener. Just before we let you go. Um... Okay. Sorry, it's taking so such a long time to, to load. There we go. Good morning, Sister Sana. Good morning to your guest um, and also to the listeners. Um, your guest has touched a very important point. Um, like... People are being led by selfish and stuff, and then they are not free. Like we are not being uh, emancipated mentally, so we still hold on some culture values or some sort. Like hey, send them this, send them that. We are not free, so people need to be free, and then realize what life is and stuff. Then, thank you very much, Asan. All right. Thanks uh, very much there. So, yeah, the issue of freedom, as we touched on, Petelo, that it is your choice. And thanks again for joining us. Can we share your social media handles for those who want to connect further from this conversation? Yeah. So if anyone would like to connect further on this conversation, my handle on Twitter, where I've spoken about this most, is at Jag is offline, which is Jag like the animal or the car, J-A-G, Jag is offline. And I have had a number of men come out and reach out to me in this respect. I have kept in touch with the clinic where I did my procedure, and they've mentioned the fact that there's been a noticeable change, even though small, Mm. since this conversation started. And that's what I'm grateful for, is that we know a big part of this problem for especially black men in South Africa is that we simply do not talk about these things openly. And I am just trying to do my part in showing how very normal it is, first of all, to talk about ideas around sex, but also to talk about reproductive health as a choice and as a part of the expression of our freedom. Because, you know, we like to celebrate freedom as a country here because it's part of our heritage. And yet we have these cultural holds over what we're allowed to do with our bodies. So a lot of the reaching out to me has been private because there's still that secrecy, that fear that I cannot be seen speaking about this openly, and that's totally fine. But I'm just glad that people are reaching out. People have been asking Mm -hmm. how it works, what the pain is like, and I have advised all the way through, and men have gone through to make this decision for themselves, family men, single men, all the way through, because this is, it applies to people in so many different ways. So So at JAG is offline is where people can connect with you further. Uh, Thank you so much. Let's leave it there for now. That's all the time we have. Petelo Fakude, attorney and photographer.